Hey, and welcome back once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman, and this marks the beginning of our final week in the Gospel of John. We started it this January. We've been we've been plodding through it, and now we finally reached the end of this incredible gospel. And today we're going to look at a, just a wonderful story where we have Jesus once again his uh, his appearance to his disciples, and we're going to watch them respond. Specifically, we're going to see Thomas's response. Now, why don't you turn with me to the text? It's John chapter twenty, starting in verse twenty-four. It said now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin was not with them when Jesus came, when he came the first time. So the other disciples told him, or they repeatedly told him, or they tried to tell him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see his hands and the mark of the nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, potentially still worried about retaliation from the Jews against these Jesus followers, although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. And put, your, put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. What, a, what an incredible moment for the disciples. What an incredible moment for Thomas. Thomas gets this, this rap as the doubting Thomas or as a skeptic. And, and I don't think it's without reason. I mean, he's obviously doubting here in this moment. But I, I love Thomas's desire to know what's true and, and not to be fooled. He's maybe thinking that Jesus is, uh, uh, appeared as a ghost, that Jesus didn't really resurrect from the grave physically. And so Thomas is thinking these things. And so he says, he even says, I will never believe unless I see, unless I touch Jesus. Well, Jesus comes. He appears to him. He gives him the invitation to come and touch him. It, the text does not say that Thomas actually comes and places his fingers in Jesus' side. Instead, Thomas, upon seeing the Lord and hearing the Lord, here's what he said, my Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. This is an incredible declaration of everything we've seen so far in the Gospel of John regarding Jesus' identity. This is, this is the goal of John. Remember, John is writing so that not only will Thomas say this, but that you and that I, that we will say this to Jesus. That we will see how amazing Jesus is. We will see his miracles. We will hear his teaching. And we will ultimately look at his death and resurrection. And we will say, my Lord and my God. Here Thomas declares Jesus to be his Lord. To be his master. To be the one worthy of following. The one that Thomas owes his allegiance to. And he also declares Jesus is his God. This should be no surprise to us, though, because if we go all the way back to the book of John, we, we look at the very beginning. We see that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word, you know it by now, the Word was God. John starts his gospel by explaining that Jesus is the divine, eternal creator. 
Now we have in, in John chapter 20, toward the very end, we have Thomas's declaration where he says, my Lord and my God. He says this about Jesus, who is the word who became flesh. This is God in the flesh. And Jesus, look at Jesus' response. He says to him, you have believed, or excuse me, have you believed because you have seen me? But then look at this. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now this is, uh, this is a wonderful, wonderful declaration. Jesus says that the one who has not seen him but believes in his resurrection is in fact blessed. Now it's probably not by accident that the apostle John is the one writing this. And if we remember when John and Peter went to the tomb, the text says that John, when he looked, he believed. He did not see Jesus, but he believed. He experienced this blessing. And then you and I, we are those that we don't have the privilege of seeing Jesus resurrected in the flesh. No, he has ascended into heaven, but the promise still remains. Blessed are you if you do not see him and yet you believe. Now, this is not saying that we are to be believers who have a faith that is completely divorced from anything rational, a faith that is completely separated from logic. No, John has actually presented an incredibly uh, full account of evidence of who Jesus is and of his resurrection. That's this is not saying that we are to check our minds at the door and just have blind faith, but rather this is saying we might not get the evidence we would like. We might not get to see Jesus physically resurrected here on earth right now in our lifetime, but when we believe in him, when we believe his identity, when we believe that he lived the perfect life, died the sacrificial substitutionary death, was resurrected in victory and, and now ascended and reigns in glory, we were blessed. We, we, we get an uh, uh, understanding of the nearness of God in our lives through Christ. We, we are in right relationship with God through him. This is... This is the blessing that Jesus calls us to experience. So let me ask you, have you believed this? Do you, do you understand this? Do you receive this incredible blessing to know that even though you have never seen Christ, you are blessed? You're blessed with a salvation that no one can take away from you. You're blessed with a confidence in eternity and a hope that you walk through this life knowing that no one can do anything to you that can steal the eternal hope that you have. This is the promise of Christ and this is our ancient way for our modern day.